no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph. It is here on this very show where each and every Thursday, me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. And again, we got big announcements. We got big topics. But before I do that, I need to introduce the best co-host, whoever is and whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm great, Joe. Happy two-year anniversary. I can't believe it's two years. I can't believe it's two years. Honest to goodness, I, 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 and you want to know how I found this out, too? Because mm-hmm. I'm really bad at anniversaries. It's sure. not a thing that I'm very good at. I can't even, sometimes I forget when my birthday is, not even going to lie. Sometimes it just passes me by. But (laughs) the reason why is one day I got very bored. I was just like, when was the first day that you and I were on a show, Mm. right? That called the trophy room. Mm -hmm. When did we rebrand? And it was the 13th was our first episode together. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that's where we launched it with the trophy room, the, the old logo, the old intro, now that we got this new one, I'm pretty ecstatic for it. Yeah. Thank you all. Man, it was such a good intro, too. Oh, it took me a while to put it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Adam Leonard, who did the heavy lifting, who uh, gave us our new intro. Shout out as well to Purple Monkey, who gave us our original intro for the show. Um, I went to Adam and I was like, give us something that screams PlayStation like I'm walking through the history of PlayStation. Because if there's anybody that can do that, it's Adam because he's a lifelong PlayStation gamer. So, man, thank you. Thank you so freaking much. So, Kyle. Yeah. New intro. We're streaming. People are watching. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Um, If you're like, hey, Kyle, you're inside. Why are you wearing a snow hat? Uh, yeah, my heat, <laughs> my heat is broken down here in, in the basement <gasps> where I record. Um, oh, once no. again, so it is currently like fifty-two degrees, which might not sound cold, but like over there is a door uh, that leads to the outside and that's not insulated. So I, I'm getting like a draft that's coming yeah. in here. So and you let me in on something too to celebrate this two-year anniversary. Yeah. You got a, a less squeaky chair. Yeah. Maybe even a non-squeaky chair. Look at that. You're moving. Ah. No, I'm the one with the squeaky chair. What's going on here? I don't know. It's weird. It feels weird. Uh, (laughs) And then it it dawned on me something very morbid. The squeak's gone. Also, Jiminy the Cricket no longer with us. Thank God. Uh, Funny enough, crickets, uh, they don't like the cold. So I think he's probably dead somewhere in the That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I think hopefully he passed on what he knew. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's true. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't tell his relatives to come when it gets warm again. Yeah. Let's hope that Jiminy the thirteenth. <laughs> Do what your great 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 grandfather did. Yeah. <laughs> Annoy a man in a basement. <laughs> so Kyle, yes. listen, we got a lot of news. This is the bi- biggest news week we've had. I can't even remember when. We're talking about PlayStation leaving E three, maybe yeah. even for good. Yeah. We're going to be talking about. Marvel's Avengers getting delayed. We're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII getting delayed. We're going to talk about that awesome, amazing Doom trailer. But before we get into that, the way we start each and every week is with what we've been playing. Kyle. Yeah. One game, because it's a lot of stuff. Oh, man. One game? Okay. Um, I'll I'll pick the exciting one. Last weekend, we had our holiday party for the kind of NYC community. And I mentioned in that group chat that I had a huge shame uh, as a Vita owner, uh, a uh-huh. game that I have not played yet, 
And that got rectified when I was given a copy by the wonderful Caesar, a copy of Persona 4 Golden. Uh, it, and I have righted that wrong. I have started it. And I just want to time travel back to past Kyle and smack yeah. him in the face saying like, <laughs> yeah. how, why'd you wait this long? Like okay. it is, it is so cool. It, it's like a murder mystery. People are dying in this town, but they're showing up on the TV at midnight before they die. And what the fuck? yeah, you, you, you have to jump into the TV to go to this other realm, uh, other okay. like to find out what was going on. It's super intriguing. The persona, it's like, what Persona Five is, and as far as like battle system, uh, for yeah. my brief time with Persona, and I'm just super excited to see it all the way through. I know it's a long game, yeah. but I that is going to be my my go to for a while. Now that we have more time before all these big games come out, that's true. Like we're we just did the uh, the wagering, the betting on uh, the fantasy league with yes. with the fans of the show, and I did not know that Warcraft Three comes out in like two weeks, not even. Oh boy. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna dust out the old PC and start playing some of my childhood again. Like that Warcraft three had such a warm place in my heart for it. I I can't wait. And it makes me like I want a console version so bad. You know it can do it because it had an OG PlayStation release. So I would love that. Gosh, so much. But what I've been playing and what we were talking about a little bit in the chat, you know, coming off of the wins that I had with Bloodborne because I platinumed it because it's the game of the decade and the game of the generation. Yeah. Um, I was like, I could do anything. And so Nate uh, in the Discord's like, Joe, do Flappy Bird. It's going to be easy. Or sorry, not Flappy Bird. Sorry. Goat Simulator. There's a I reason like, why I said Flappy, Flappy Bird. Bird as a platinum there's trophy? A, there's Whoa. a reason. So I did Goat Simulator. It's like 40 minutes. I'm just following a guy, just getting trophies. It's a dumb turn-your-brain-off game. Sure. And then it, there's an achievement called Flappy Goat. You have to play Flappy Goat, which is Flappy Bird. You have to get through 10 rings or whatever they call it. I can't get past fucking three to save my life. If my mo- if someone had a gun to my mother's head, they would have pulled the trigger eight hours ago because I tried for two hours straight. <laughs> two hours? Oh, man. I was just like, no, this is, uh, my eyes hurt. I hate every minute of this. So, uh, Coffee Stain Studios, you're officially on my shit list. <laughs> now, <laughs> is, is there a version of the Flappy Bird, Flappy Goat game inside yeah. Goat Simulator? That's the thing, yeah. So, the little mini game is in Goat Simulator. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. Yeah, apparently there's someone from Rooster Teeth who had like a big rage at this game. I can totally understand why, because it's really bullshit. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I was just like, you know what? I need to platinum another Star War game. Lucas, Mr. Lore himself. Why did I call him Lucas? <laughs> gave me this opening. I fell in love with Battlefront 2. I love what they've really just poured a whole amount of effort into and so I got it on PlayStation via the EA Access program. Mm-hmm. Dude, and that's what I've been doing. I nailed out the the campaign, and now I only have, like, seven achievements left. So Nice. But they're, like, 40, I have, like, 40 hours a game I have to go through in order to get that. Oh, okay. What yes. is that other Star Wars game? It was the either PS1, PS2 version that is out now on PS4 and stuff. What is that one? Jedi Academy 2. Yes. Oh, does that have a trophy list? Kyle. Show. I'm just saying, you wanted platinum from Star Wars. I might be. I think his name is Kyle Katarn, right? Someone in the chat will let me know. Because <laughs> this is a live show, Kyle. We're yeah. live currently over at YouTube.com/slash Bad Big Games. And now, you know what? That's what we've been playing. I went on way long of the tooth. 
my apologies, but still, fuck you, Goat Simulator. But before we oh. do, I want to just give a little plug. Yes, sir. Uh, Jedi Outcast is the name. Jedi Outcast. So and sorry. And it 100% has trophies show. Is it? Does it have a platinum? Yeah. We're going in, boys. We're going in. <laughs> but Kyle, let's get into the goobers. But before we do, let's thank our awesome new patron, Daniel L. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Now, if we got you through a long day, a long work day, a long drive, gave you a laugh or two, please, please, please head on over to patreon.com slash bad bit. Throw a buck our way. It helps us grow this show, and it really does make us better. So if you guys could go over there, help us out, throw us a buck. And also our silver producers, JB. Love you so much, JB. And Daniel Welsh. The Daniels are on fire. And so with all that said, Kyle, with all that out of the way, Mm -hmm. let's get into the first goober of the night. And also, because of your patronage, it's helping us go to PAX East, and it might potentially get us to go cover Sony at E3. Oh, wait, it's not. PlayStation will not participate in E3 2020. Christopher Dring over at GameIndustry.biz is where this article came from. PlayStation will miss E3 for a second year in a row. The firm told GameIndustry.biz that it does not feel the vision for the event is right for what it has planned for this year. Instead, it will attend hundreds of consumer events to showcase upcoming games for PS4 and PS5. Quote, After thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020, said a Sony Interactive Entertainment spokesperson. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PS4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans, end quote. PlayStation has used E3 as the place to unveil details of its next consoles since the very beginning, attending the first E3 in 1995 to detail the U.S. launch of the original PlayStation. However, E3 organizer the ESA has struggled to satisfy all of its members who have been split over what they want the show to be. Some publishers, such as EA and Sony, want to see E3 become a fan celebration of games, whereas others would rather the event remained an industry-focused affair. The ESA has tried to satisfy both groups by introducing some consumer elements to E3, but with limited success. So, again, second year in a row, PlayStation is totally out of the convention floor. Um, What do you feel about the Sony quote? Of them going, we don't need E3. It doesn't fit our vision. Sure. How does it not fit their vision? They've come here for decades to launch consoles. How is yeah. it out of the vision now? Are you a little concerned? I, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. as concerned. Obviously, I'm not going to lie. I'm super disappointed. Um, this past E3 of 2019, I thought it was lacking because Sony was not there. And I, I felt the lack of hype as far as me Mm. being a PlayStation fan and a video game fan because of Sony and PlayStation. So the fact that they're not coming this summer definitely hurts for being uh, selfish uh, for myself. But for them, I can see it making sense because for the PS4, they didn't unveil it at E3. They unveiled it at their own console uh, event in February. I can easily see that doing that here. I think they truly believe in the state of plays, and I think 
they're going to be uh, even bigger and better than what they have been, especially because we have the unknown of what the PS5 is and what the games are. I think it will hit better with the audience, and I think they will. I think that is the future of what this will be. So you don't think it's a mistake by Sony saying, you know what, we're just we're out of it. I don't, I, I don't think it's. I I wanna I don't wanna plagiarize this. So there was a uh, uh, person uh, on Twitter, uh, Mr. Trevor Starkey himself. He's getting all the quotes uh, for mm-hmm. this, but he he made a great point where the Switch was unveiled in November, right. and it was released a couple of months later. Like it, yeah. it doesn't have to be at E3 when a console is unveiled. No, I think you're totally right. It, it doesn't have to be at E3. And I think Trevor's completely right. Yeah. And I think it, it's such a simple quote. We we often look past it, right? Because we know E3 for having these big moments, these big reveals. And so when Trevor's like, yeah, but like the Switch, remember? And how big of a success that is, it really does highlight the fact that E3 isn't important. It's mm-hmm. not isn't as important. It's just not important anymore. Yeah. And I think Nintendo has proved that. Look, yeah, they, they revealed the NX. It turned out to be the Switch. That was in what? No, uh, I think October, November, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Then it came out with that very, very weird January conference. And then a month-ish later, beginning of March, bam, it's out the gate and everybody's falling in love with this thing. And it it's such a hard thing to get your hands on for like most of that year. So I think Trevor's completely right. I think everybody's overreacting, if I could be completely honest. Yeah. I think it's it, the conversation's being diluted by fanboyism and nostalgia more than anything. Yeah. I absolutely don't think E3 is needed for anybody to be in the conversation, be completely sure. honest. I think um, it makes sense as far like third party stuff. So yeah. like Ubisoft having their own thing and uh, even Bethesda to a certain degree to showcase the games that are coming everywhere. But even like when it comes to Xbox, they have their own stuff with the Xbox XO and inside yeah. Xbox stuff, which I think if done correctly and we've seen them do a kind of pivot that way a little bit where they have this yeah. long form streams of showcasing what's coming out and in depth of these games. I can easily see them skipping in the future if they really, truly wanted to. Do you think, because this has been floated around, is it the forward-thinking thing of Sony to to leave before everybody else does? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's a little bit of a step in, like, a backwards of of Xbox to stay at the event in such a a large way or now? I think it benefits them both right now. Um, It benefits Sony because... It worked last year, really. There wasn't that much of a slowdown uh, when it comes to PlayStation. And the PlayStation left because Nintendo left. And that obviously worked for Nintendo. And as far as Xbox, they're going to own E3. Yeah, that'll be theirs. I I saw someone on on Twitter ironically go, uh, Phil Spencer has acquired E3. And instead of E3, it's P3. I'm like... That's pretty much it. This he wears just, be... just an E3 shirt at the at the yeah. conference. Like we own it now. It's, yeah, it's our just, next developer. It's just ours. <laughs> it's a everyone wins scenario. It's just no one's kind of happy with the news because I mean I know I speak for everybody in this chat where we're just like hey, you know I remember going on Spike TV. Oh God, and yeah. watching the show. I remember yeah. going on G4. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Olivia Munn used to be on G4. Doesn't that blow your mind? Like y- you, you think back when you're a kid, simpler times, rose petal glasses, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's rose colored. I get it. Adam I get- Leonard. I get it. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's, it is sad because I, I hate to see it go, but I love to watch it leave. 
Kyle, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. There is something here that gets me excited. Oh. And that is hundreds of fan events. Yeah. What do you think they mean by we're going to go to 100 plus fan events around the globe? Yeah. So obviously that means packs, right? They'll, 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 they'll be you think PAX's. so? They were there last year. I don't see why they won't be there again this year. I mean, here's the thing. They do have a very large presence at PAX, usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, usually. I think last year was like the first year they had that big of a, a, a spot. I could be. Yeah. Or am I thinking Comic-Con? I might be thinking Comic-Con. Thinking Comic-Con. My mistake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they can, they'll go back to PAXs. I mean, we're seeing it in our neck of the woods. They have that experience PlayStation thing for the next month in the city. Yep. Um, where they're just kind of sh- showcase PS4 and VR stuff, which is totally mm-hmm. cool. I can't wait to go check it out. Um, I could easily see them doing that, like a like a tour around the states, mm-hmm. um, and, and Get the bus. elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. call it the Bang Bus because it's no. always a bang no. up time when you no. visit the PlayStation. Bus. I mean, they do have a bus with Patapon <laughs> Two in it. I played it at PSX on that bus. Yeah. So where is Patapon Two? Where is it? Uh, but yeah, I think it makes sense. And of course, uh, what is the Germany show? I'm blanking. Uh, Gamescom. Yeah. Yeah, there's Gamescom. Gamescom yeah. There's uh, Paris Games Week. Like, there's plenty of stuff where they get TGS. Like, it it makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for me, I just I heard Emron Khan talk about it uh, of where at the end of the day, it costs around sixty million dollars to launch a huge E3 presence, the Ooh. size that of Microsoft, the size that of PlayStation. That yeah. sounds crazy. When you do think about it hardcore, though, you're thinking about, yeah, Microsoft brought Keanu Reeves. He mm-hmm. ain't free. They brought a Lego car. Yeah. They did something with the bottom of the stage with lights and fog. You know what I mean? The leaves so like, falling from the ceiling. Like, that's leaves, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it just, it takes... It takes a lot of cash also, and a lot of like, effort to make that happen. We're taking shots at, at Xbox. The last time Sony was there, look what they did. They built <laughs> they a fake church. They, yeah. they, they had some guy play uh, a traditional uh, Japanese uh, instrument. Flute guy. Yeah, flute And guy, they had dude. all these like, immersive things that you would walk through yeah. that we didn't even get and, to see. It was and everybody thought it was fucking stupid. Yeah. That and it ruined the pacing of the show. A lot of money. Yeah, so like, why, why hire a flute man back when his rates are so high? Why hire back Keanu Reeves just for a meme? Like sure. when you can have something that is like a state of play and then say, say, hey, we're not just bringing PlayStation, you know, to one conference. We're bringing them to a lot of them, you know? Like, yeah, yeah you talked about there's a PlayStation experience in the city. I can now maybe play PlayStation, a uh, PlayStation 5, and it only take me 20 minutes to get there, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, we're going to PAX East. Who knows even PAX West? Yeah. And we're able to maybe get our hands on it, and we wouldn't have that if it wasn't for Sony taking the risk. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's a bad call. But Rob writes in, and he asks this question. With companies like PlayStation... <laughs> PlayStation. PlayStation. With... Companies like PlayStation skipping E3, do you feel that E3 has lost some of its importance as the years gone on? Yeah, yeah. Kyle, you're nodding your head. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm just, it's that, that uh, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking again. Jimmy's um, back? No, not Jim. Jimmy is long gone. Uh, I was just waiting for you to call my name. Oh, like, hey, Kyle. hey, Kyle, what do you think? That's my, <laughs> Kyle, what do you that's, think? That's, that's totally my bad. Um, 
Yeah, I think it lost a little bit of its importance, but for, like I mentioned earlier, like the third-party studios and stuff and yeah. some of the smaller games that are there, in some ways it gives them more chance to shine because there's not this big giant skyscraper of Sony being there. Yeah. Um, I think it's a it's a it's it's kind of like a win-win. It's, yeah. It's kind of like a good breakup in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, Sony's not walking away talking shit. They're just walking away doing their own thing and E3's doing their own thing. Yeah. And, you know, they'll probably meet each other in 10 years when they both have kids. And they'll be like, hey. No huh. question. What could have been? Yes. Will we see another publisher take a spot and have their own conference? Will no. Will we, we get another one? Like a Bethesda no. or a Square Enix? I, you're going to see, of course, that space be taken up. Mm-hmm. By maybe just Microsoft, probably sure. Microsoft since they're launching a new console or Nintendo, or mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. some other you know uh, third party. But no, you're not going to see another conference be be there. You're, no, <laughs> I doubt that highly. That's fair. Yeah. So with that, that's that's the E3 <laughs> news again. I don't think we need it. I don't think it's disrespectful towards fans, which I've heard that is kind of ludicrous. But yeah, no. No, it's not. I'm not disrespected. Nope. I never went to E3. Nope. When, and then when you ask, well, what about the fans that are going to E3? Most people that are going to E3 are not fans. They're working. So, no, no one's gonna, no one's gonna yeah. be bummed out. You know, uh, Kyle. Yes, Let's sir. get to the next goober on the list, sir. Brianna Reeves over at PlayStation Lifestyle writes: Square Enix announces delays for Final Fantasy VII remake and Marvel's Avengers. Square Enix has delayed a pair of its biggest releases for this calendar year, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Marvel's Avengers. The delay for Final Fantasy will not keep eager fans waiting too much longer, though. Final Fantasy VII Remake's launch is being moved from March 3rd to April 10th. However, the Avengers starring title is receiving a push that spans a number of months. Originally set to hit stores on May 10th, Marvel's Avengers will now arrive on September 4th. News of the Final Fantasy VII delay came via an official statement from the development team. In this statement, producer Yoshinori Katasi briefly shared a reason for what he referred to as a tough decision. Most notably, the developers need a few extra weeks to apply final polish and deliver an experience that's better aligns with the team's ambitious vision for the remake. Okay, so Marvel's Avengers. Let's get the easy one out of the way, okay? Sure. It's been delayed by four months. Yeah, not bad. May 20th, right? Was it 20th? Um, No, 16th. May 10th. May 10th. Now all the way to September 4th. Which was Spider-Man's release date, I believe so, right? September 4th? Uh, Around there. Yeah. Does that get you a little worried, though? No, we're coming down on the wire. It's next gen coming right after that. Doesn't get you alarmed at all? Nope. What, what, what makes you think that? I, I don't get alarmed for delays anymore. Because um, yeah. a, a delay is, is good. I swear to God, say it. I swear, okay. I thought you were going to say the quote. I was going to be like, no. Shut your mouth. What's that going to? <laughs> a delay is good for a game. And yeah. I think when I think back for to some games that got delayed and that I was upset for, um, mm-hmm. you think like Uncharted 4 got a couple months delay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 even got a couple months delay. Like, we're not worrying, we didn't really worry about those too much, but all of a sudden we're worried about Avengers because it got, like, the same length of a pushback. I think it's going to be fine. Kyle, I'm supposed to get outrage out of you. Sorry. I'm supposed to get some type of fear. I'm also higher on Avengers than anyone else. Now, that's, now, here's, okay. (laughs) You played it. Yeah. You really enjoyed it. I did. I had a good time. 
I can okay. understand that they needed more polish from what I played. Yeah. One hundred percent. But like I'm I'm still excited for what that game might be. Or what it what they uh what they position you, it as it being. Here's my thought. Because I know it's Avengers. It's a huge IP. Mm-hmm. I get it. But it's also a first game in, we can assume, a series or whatever we're going to call a live t- service. So sure. this is the, the first of many. I'm thinking they're delaying it for a f- couple of reasons. I think they want to get the models down correct. I think mm-hmm. they want it the smoothest, smoothest experience possible. But I also think that some somewhere some analytics came in. Someone saw the situation of Cyberpunk, Last of Us, whatever else is launching around that. There's every other game in their mother. Yeah. This is not this is not a good look for us. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. down the line, I'm thinking pre-order numbers are lower than expected, mm-hmm. and I'm actually thinking here's where we talk about E3 having importance with Sony gone they can give another trailer for these characters with these characters to kind of get everybody back on on the side of of the hype train because right now I, I I honestly think that we saw Camilla Khan and that trailer was amazing yeah but not everybody got to see that mm-hmm. and I'm also thinking that got everybody still less skeptical they're still skeptical because you know Black Widow does not look like Scarlett Johansson or, you know, Iron Man doesn't look like RDJ. But I, I do think that they want another moment to shine to give these characters their proper due. I really think that Square Enix conference did a lot more harm than than good there. But I want to get another uh, game out of the way here. Okay. Final Fantasy Seven. Sure. Got a month's delay. Which is like nothing. Kyle, what is wrong with you this week? Are you sick? Are you sick? Are are we really supposed to be so upset that a yes. game got pushed back a month? This is how podcasts. Besides work. selfish, we reasons. overreact. We give analysis to the overreaction. Then a few months down the line, we go, "Eh, it wasn't that bad," and then we carry on our day and continue to overreact. I, I feel this like is my the, job here. I feel like the uh, the Mad Max gif. Mm-mm, that's bait. That's me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, thing, that's though, how some podcasters though. work, and I believe yeah. I'm sure in the past I have acted that way too. But like, it's a month. It's a couple weeks. Selfishly, yeah, it's right on top of Cyberpunk. That's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, Kyle, it's here's the thing. I I actually think this. I don't like this at all. I don't like how I have days to be <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil Three. Yeah, I have days to beat uh, Final Fantasy VII. I have six days, but you, and then but I got Cyberpunk. You don't. You don't have days. You can take as long as you want. Hours at best. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, hey, a hey, PlayStation, you want to send us the codes early? Huh? Hey, huh? No, they, review just, codes. L- no. Listen, fine. I've been told by PlayStation's own mothers. Shoe's mothers come to me, and she's just like, I can't even get a review code for a Sony Damn. product. So. Yeah, dude, it's Miss it's you. rough. I know, and she raised such a good boy. And you think, such a good boy. you know, sometimes you just never know. Was you she the former head of the Illuminati before Shu? I don't listen. Let's get back on track. 
<laughs> Let's not speak ill of mothers here, okay? Or I would never. of such. No, the thing that worries me is, if I can be um, Aretha Franklin with you, is that cyberpunk has seemed to be, at least in my sphere, such a juggernaut of just, this is a game that everybody critics are all hyped for, mm-hmm. and I'm just afraid we're going to get a week with Final Fantasy VII, and then it's just dunzos, and everybody else is talking about the next big blockbuster. You know, that's what I'm afraid about when it comes to Final Fantasy VII. It's not the polish mm-hmm. that you could take as much time. To me, it's just where you're releasing the game. You're in between two big games. Now, again, they, they're not necessarily the same genre, but there's still two big freaking titles that sure. I think there's some cross, you know, contamination between all of them. Can, can so I, that kind can of worries I hit you, me a little bit. Can I hit you with a with a thought nugget that just popped no. in my head? No. Yes. No. All right. Whatever. Fine. Um, <laughs> no, uh, here you go. What if Cyberpunk also gets a delay? I've never thought it would stick to the April date. Honestly, Joe, I never thought so? it would stick uh, stick to. Okay, April. so let's play this game of of will they won't they delay this game? Mm-hmm. Do you think Cyberpunk's gonna get a delay? I, I would. If so, I would, how long? I would say yes, and it. Okay. I would even go as far as saying it might get the same month push that Final Fantasy got. Oh, then fuck me! I have days to play Cyberpunk <laughs> until Last of Us comes out. Um. Well, like, it, part of me is, doesn't want to think this way, but like, hey, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is being marketed more towards with Xbox, right? So why yes. not have Cyberbuck come out like immediately Cyber around let Cyberbuck? Did I say Cyberbuck? I meant Cyber Cyberpunk. Uh, I want I want that game though. <laughs> That's the new uh, Cabela's game, Cyberbuck. Exactly. Um, it's take your revenge when you hit it with your car. <laughs> it's like Far Cry Blood Dragon. It's just like yeah. synthwave. It has like shooting. a rocket leg. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a robot. Like it has a Winter Soldier arm. <laughs> But ju- but just imagine like having yeah. Xbox heavy marketed Cyberpunk going against Last of Us for the month of May. Yeah, but let's be real here. We all know it's going to sell better on PlayStation. I mean, yeah, just the numbers, yeah, the number game. So I don't know. It's just you know what I would like. Maybe would like? CD Projekt Red's just like, hey, fam, we get it. We also want to play <laughs> Final Fantasy VII <laughs> too. Well, we're just going to push our game back. To the to the beginning of May. Give me a good two three weeks of this game. Uh huh. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for too much. Kyle, am I asking for too no, much? Not at Audience, all. Audience, am I asking for too much? I don't think so. So just give me a few time. Like just please. Some of us have full time jobs. Okay, not me, but I'm talking for the rest of everybody out there. Okay, <laughs> some people out there we're working two three jobs. We just want to play. Final Fantasy and not have this existential moment of I'm about yeah. to spend 60 plus dollars on another game in uh-huh. a week, you know? Now, you might be saying at the end of this segment, Joe, how about you be fiscally responsible? All right, let me stop you right there. How about you shut your mouth? <laughs> don't don't give me advice, guy. If you're, if you're coming to this podcast to listen to fiscal responsibility talk. We are the two worst people to talk to or to listen to about that. That's right. That's right. But I got I got some stocks I'm selling. How many so, times yeah. have you bought the PSVR Joe? Twice. I, I've I've rebought in games multiple times after trading them in multiple times. 
I, I think that's just like a gamer creed of, of ours, right? Like, yeah, I think everybody in the chat has everybody who's listening in their car right now. Tim Olf's son, I bet he's on the way right now picking up in you know, the same game three times. Yeah. You know, like the game that comes to my mind is like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. On an old 360, buying that again. Like Skyrim, how many times, right? Yeah. We talked about that on the games of the decade. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. It's the thing about being a gamer. But my thing is just like, I want to play these games. I'm excited for them. Yeah. I just know once I'm done with them, I'm never going to go back because that's the type of gamer I am. Mm. I don't go back to things. I'm just done. I, ha- I had that experience. And that's what I'm scared because I I want to experience Final Fantasy VII. I think Cloud's a cutie. I think Eris, cutie. Tifa, cutie. What's the what's the do with the long hair? The big sword? Cloud? Scarif, what's this guy's oh, name? Sephiroth. Sephiroth? <laughs> yeah, I think he's got something going for him. You know, <laughs> just wait until you meet Vincent. I just that will be in ten so... years. Whenever that version of the remake comes out, but yeah. cool, Joe. I feel like you and Vincent will get along great. Oh my god, I'm gonna Google that in a second. <laughs> I just offended so many Final Fantasy fans because I have no idea who these characters. I was on a roll though. You were. Aerith you were good. Eris is, is the chick you gave the flowers to. Yep, the flower girl, Aerith. Yep. Tifa is the, the, the chick that everybody got up or was going to get upset about her breast size. Sure. And then somehow wasn't. Yeah. And then Sephiroth. Is the bad guy. All right. See, the name's throwing me off. You also it's forgot Barrett, but that's fine. It's right. not fine, but, I don't but find I'm giving you a pass. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I'm not into whoa. sunglasses. I'm sorry. Whoa. I, li- I, like a, I like a person that doesn't have a minigun for an arm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like violence, Kyle. Let's okay. get to the next story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Barkover at Push Square writes, PS5 will have exclusive games you can't play anywhere else. In light of Microsoft's recent comments regarding the Xbox Series X, it perhaps bears repeating that the PlayStation 5 will have exclusive games at launch. This is according to reliable Kotaku scribe Jason Schreier, speaking on the publication's split-screen podcast. We're not talking about console exclusives here, but titles that are designed for and can only be played on the next-generation system. It per- it's perhaps worth mentioning that a majority of the PS5's launch titles will be cross-gen, as third parties will still want to leverage the sizable install base of the PS4. Rumor mongers on social media claim that Bluepoint's previously announced project will be one of the first PS5-only projects, with many speculating it's a remake of Demon Souls. Okay. First, I gotta correct uh, some people in the chat. Dude, Arena says doesn't like violence, but Bloodborne is the game of the generation. I'm with you, dude, dude Arena. I'm with Sorry, you. Sorry, let me... I love violence. Can't get enough of it. Give me more of it. I'm just not a fan of miniguns or guns in general. They scare me. Uh, so, Kyle. Yeah. How do you feel about this news? The PlayStation 5 will have exclusive games that if I'm on a PlayStation 4, I cannot play. I'm shocked this is news. I am also. But the reason <laughs> there why you go. You want news... You want shock and awe? Here we go. <laughs> Here I'm we go. shocked that this is news. Of course but, PS5 will have exclusive games right. you can't play anywhere else. Right. But the whole reason why this is news is because Xbox came mm-hmm. out. Matt Booty, we can all have a laugh, (laughs) 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 came out and said, hey, for the first two, I'm immature, I get it, sorry, Matt, change your name, but like, you know, they came out and said the Xbox Series X will not have exclusive games, quote unquote, for a whole entire year, right, Mm -hmm. that you'll be able to play your Halos, your Gears of War, whatever comes out 
on the Xbox One, you'll be able to play on the Series X, and whatever comes out for the Series X, like Hellblade 2, you'll be able to play on your Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of freaked out, sort of. Some of it was semi-rational, some of it wasn't. So what do you, what are your thoughts on the Xbox taking, again, we're not an Xbox no. crew here, yeah. but what what are your thoughts on Xbox going, hey, listen, whatever. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about your back catalog or the catalog that's coming. It's all going to be there for you. Yeah, I think is that nice. Yeah, that's nice. I, I honestly do think it's a little weird that they mm-hmm. won't have anything for that length of time. Um, is it weird because you're just not used to it? I think that is why. Yeah, I think I'm just not that used to it, and I think it gives me a lot of pause as to why I need a Series X. I think that's what a lot of play, PlayStation pl- people, me included, who would buy an Xbox as a second console, mm-hmm. are thinking to themselves of like, well, I have this S, I have this X, I don't feel like I need to upgrade. Yeah. And I even see some people go, yeah, I'm not going to upgrade, but I like that Xbox is doing it. Sure, yeah. I think it's a super pro-consumer move, mm-hmm. but do you think, though it is a pro-consumer move, do you think it's the right move to do, Kyle? Uh, Let's think about the company, because as Mitt Romney once famously said, is that corporations are people, too. So let's think about the person, Microsoft. Yeah, that's that's tough. If I think you're you're asking me if it's if it's a smart move. Yeah, Um, it's giving a lot of people a a lot of options, right? Mm. Because they are saying the games are still coming out. And at the end of the day, we want to just play games. Right. Right. And if it's just. If this is just a high-end thing for people that want the high-end thing, then go for it. So, like, I, I think it's a win-win for them. I think right. people that are diehard Xbox fans are 100% going to get this no matter what. And I think that is I think that is the main goal at the end of the day, is that who's going to be buying your console? It's a hardcore players. It's a whole yeah. hardcore gamers. And I think no matter what, yeah, a hardcore, you know, guy gal person out there they're gonna go out there they're gonna buy the series x because it's the newest latest and greatest in xbox and yeah like you know larry dick and jane they're not gonna they're not gonna mess with it because they don't have to Mm -hmm. and i think maybe that is a way of hey we can have the price come down for the people that that want the price reduction have the hardcore people adopt this thing or just give this message of of hey it's about the platform it's not about the the console itself because to me i see this move as microsoft saying well if we don't allow any type of of a flexibility here what we're essentially doing is taking game pass and breaking it up into the haves and the have nots Mm -hmm. and then you're also saying to the whole big segment that is game pass none none of the games from the future are going to be coming onto this platform so why have it Mm-hmm. right it's kind of like netflix going hey listen um in in order for you to watch the next uh season of see- uh, stranger things you gotta buy the netflix box i Ooh. just you exactly Ooh. and you you'd be like okay well i'm gonna unsubscribe and watch the mandalorian and baby yoda you know that's all yeah, i'm yeah. gonna do mm-hmm. so that's why i think microsoft is really doing it is they don't want to cut off what is a huge money maker is Game Pass, mm-hmm. and they rather take the hit on not selling consoles. But Kyle, does this effectively give this console generation over to PlayStation? Do you think? Does it go okay? You win. 
Oh, yeah, that's interesting. It's definitely not starting off on the right foot for them um, from outside eyes. Like, it's going to be an uphill battle. But then again, Mm -hmm. um, when you look back at, like, the PS4 launch, it had a couple of exclusive games. But it was very much reliant on third-party support for up to the first year. Like, we we had Second Son was launch window. That was February? A couple March. months March, okay, March, yeah, it was yep. it was a couple months later. We had Killzone at launch, we had Knack at launch, um, you know, we had like the PSN titles and whatnot, yeah. but it was very much heavily reliant on third party stuff. And that's why I also think a lot of people are overreacting at the end of the day. Both these companies are just warming up. Yeah. Right? Unless, hey, this console generation the launch title of the PlayStation is going to hit me right in the mouth. We don't know because mm-hmm. Jim Ryan has said we want a faster adoption yep. rate than 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 we had on the PlayStation 4, which is bonkers because the PlayStation 4 sold so well. So yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, we had Resogun, but Resogun's you know, awesome. Resogun's dope as all hell. So yeah, I mean, we wasted too much time on this. Let's get to the next story. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Makuch, I think that's how you say your name, Eddie, I'm sorry, from GameSpot writes, PS5 and Xbox Series X reveals reveals have negatively impacted GameStop's business, retailer says. The holiday season is historically the most important sales period of the year for retailers, but unfortunately for GameStop, things did not go so well. The Grapevine, Texas-based retailer announced its holiday earnings today, and they dropped significantly. For the nine-week period ending January 4th, 2020, GameStop generated revenue of $1.83 billion, which is down 27.5% compared to the same period last year. Store sales fell 24.7%, which is a dramatic result given sales increased 1.5% during the holiday period last year. GameStop said the downturn in sales this holiday was due in part to the overall trends impacting the video game industry adding that the drop-off was also impacted by the accelerated decline in new console and game sales, particularly in the month of December. Due to the poor sales results, GameStop is downgrading its fiscal 2019 earnings guidance. The company believes it has the right long-term action plans in place to help improve profitability for the company year, though no specific strategies were announced. One way GameStop is cutting costs is by closing stores. As part of GameStop's ambitious GameStop Reboot initiative, the company is closing 180 to 200 underperforming stores by February 2020, with more store closures to potentially come later. Around 55 stores are already confirmed to be closing in the United States, while more than two dozen EB Games locations are closing or have already shut in Australia. Wow. That's sad. That's sad. I don't know about you, Joe, but there... We have a, a mutual friend that's in the uh, the kind of NYC group. Mm-hmm. Um, he reached out last week. He was like, "Hey, another GameStop by me is going down. Do you want me to go see what's there? Because everything's on clearance." Mm. And that just makes me sad. That was like the third one that I heard about in a couple of days. Jesus. Every time I drive by mine, I'm like, "Please don't have that giant yellow banner. Please yeah. don't have it up saying it's going out of business." It- I don't have to worry about mine, the one I go to, because it's. I don't like to brag, but it's a prestige store. Which you think it look, you think it's a nicer looking store. It's just a stupid GameStop. It just means it's a high seller. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle, yeah, look, we could talk about their initiatives all day. We could talk about how they're gonna try to reinvent the brand. Sure. Um, I got a question for you. Yep. 
GameStop is going to be here in this the beginning of this generation. Mm-hmm. Do you think by this next generation's end, they will still be around? Sadly, probably not. Yeah, it and it's it it definitely does suck. What do you think? Because you, like I don't like I've I've come to I've come to terms. Okay, I've I'm ready for the digital future when it's happening. I'm not okay. But what happens to you when that digital future comes? Do you think you're going to have an alternative? Uh, man, I would hope that Amazon would still sell physical games and that the these developers will still put them out. Yeah. Or is it just going to strictly just be like all games are digital and I'm going to have to rely on limited run to create that's, these physical stuff secondhand? And that's, that's what I'm kind of thinking yeah. is that I think the future is in limited run. I actually think with the fall of GameStop, I think companies like Limited Run are going to be prosperous. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're going to have a whole different look on retro games as well of, like, how do they work? Like, will there be one day, who knows, like a retro Xbox made by some type of weird third, you know, secondhand retailer? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. what what is it going to look like? Yeah, that's the interesting thing. That's the thing that always, I don't know, has me interested about it. Yeah. But it is sad. I I'm one to say that I don't think GameStop's going to be around for much longer. Yeah. Um. I don't think the business is sustainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when they're like, "Hey, we'll be a hangout for kids, right? Come in, play a game. You know, kick your feet up." Um. I don't even think that's a winner because no. most kids are playing Fortnite and they're conversing on Fortnite. And I said conversing like that's what kids are actually doing. <laughs> Hey Bill, you want to go converse after school? <laughs> I'll converse with your mom. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm gonna converse you so hard, bro. You don't even know. You don't even know how hard I'm gonna converse your mom. <laughs> oh no! But like, that's what they're doing, right? Is that they're playing Fortnite? They're online. They're on party chats, talking about their day. That's how people are hanging out now. Yeah, more than ever. And I think Fortnite is that the analog to that of just people like sitting down after a long day. It's not even about winning the game. It's just about you know having fun and just bullshitting with your friends. And yeah, I don't think GameStop is that place, especially how every five seconds it's like, so uh, we have stuff you want to pre-order. Well, that's, <laughs> you know the, that's I mean? the thing. Like yeah. as both former employees of GameStop, I don't trust them to just keep it as a hangout no. spot. I 100% believe there will be programs in place yeah. to get those GAs out there. Be like, Hey, you know what game that is also like this that's coming out soon? It's so Hillary so. Clinton's just going to come up by a, hello, fellow youths. <laughs> Let me converse with you for a second yeah. here. I know, I know as a GameStop employee, my, the last thing I ever wanted to do is talk to a fucking kid. <laughs> oh, my God. They're the worst. Anybody. Yeah. Like Luke Lord, he's in the chat. He can let you in on, on the awfulness that is working at GameStop. So, to me, yeah, I don't see GameStop being around much longer Mm -hmm. but i do want to see alternative ways of how digital is going to benefit me the consumer because i want a way to trade games in i'm gonna be real Mm -hmm. with you like i want something that gives me the incentive because i would already be over on on the digital side if they gave me an incentive to say here it is for sure but i don't know i'll I'll feel it i'll feel it with that kyle you want to get hyped oh yeah Let's talk about Doom Eternal's story trailer. It's heavy on lore and disembowelment. Sam Watts, ah. GameSpot writes, yeah. 
Yeah. Doom Eternal is inching closer, and a new trailer from id Software gives us another heaping helping of hellish carnage. This one is billed as a story trailer, but this being Doom, most of the story revolves around characters like Samuel Hayden and the denizens of hell talking down to the Doom Slayer, which seems like a mistake. The only the thing only they, thing have they fear is you. That was such a fucking dope line. And then right when, when they say that, your guy jumps in the air and just rockets a dude in the face. Yeah. It's the coolest. That trailer, Kyle, walking into this Doom Eternal trailer. Yeah. Where was your hype for this game? I, honestly, after not finishing the first one, or, or the 2016 one, yeah. um, which, uh, no, again, great shame can be yeah. thrown at my family. Um, I was already hyped because it looked cool. I love the music of Doom. It freaking rocks. I don't. Yeah. I forgot. I, we can curse on the show. It fucking rocks. <laughs> um, it just. It seems like a video game ass game. Yeah. Right. You're just killing demons. You're doing it fast and stylish. My favorite part of this whole trailer is the end when he takes a sword and he cuts him three times, straight yeah. through. One at the knees, one through through the middle, and one yeah. the last one decapitate. It's that just, was such a cool oh. scene because it's amping this dude up like this yeah. is the biggest demon named Steve at the gym. And he's mm-hmm. going to beat the shit out of you. You're like, nope, done, done. Slices him up. Julianne fried this kid. Done. Yeah. Over. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, I was not hyped for this game whatsoever. I wasn't even going to purchase that. I'll be real with you. I really? didn't think I was going to pick it up. But now. I thought last, like not that long ago, you, were, you said you were super excited for Doom. Not super excited. Okay. Okay. It's somewhere in the middle. If I said that, forget about it. I lied. But I'm picking it up now. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. Final Fantasy is sure is weeks away. Yeah. I then have a moment to myself. I think Doom's story, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong, is like anywhere between twelve to twenty hours. I think. I'm not sure. And it's just a whole lot of fun. So I'm down. And I also have it on Amazon for forty bucks. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can mm-hmm. get it less than sixty. Or sixty five oh, sixteen if you're buying in New York. Even if I'm not sure about about the game and it's like on sale or whatever, like that weird pre order incentive by Amazon, yeah. I pre order it. That's and then fair. what I do, here's all right, here's how Joseph is real evil. Uh, because Amazon takes forever to you know, ship the game out. Uh-huh. I then buy it at GameStop. And then when the case comes in, mm-hmm. I take that game and I return it to GameStop. You, that's why GameStops are failing. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, they are. It's just my little, like, after firing me for giving an autistic kid a Skylander, I feel like that's just the oh, that's fair. The little fuck you I need to give him. You know yeah. what I mean? Specifically that store. Yeah. yeah. You can, yeah. yeah. It's like, here you go. And man, do I get my rocks off because it's kind of like Mission Impossible (laughs) because I'm like, okay, what do what's the story I'm going to tell them this Mm -hmm. time? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I give them pre-orders. They don't care. Maybe they turn the other cheek from time to time. Who knows? (laughs) None's the wiser. I want to know in the comments if you guys let us know, please somehow reach out PS Trophy Room on Twitter. If you've done shady shit like that in the past what it is, please be as elaborate as you can with it. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't done it to GameStop specifically. I've done it okay. to Best Buy. Let, tell me what you did. 
Uh, so Confess your sins, my child. Uh, for our my summer camp job, we do this uh, talent show where all the groups do a dance in front of the parents and, and family and friends to come in. Um, and we usually videotape it. And that year, the person that tapes it couldn't make it. So I And I was, like, running the show. I was in charge. So I went to Best Buy the night before. I bought a camera. I set it up. I used it, filmed the whole thing, put it back in the box, and then brought it back. Hours after the show ended, it was like, hey, I don't need this anymore. Oh. It got opened by accident. Right. My bad. Right, and they're just like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You got to do what you got to do to be a nerd, you know? Absolutely. What you got to yeah. do to survive. Kyle, let's talk about glitches and messes up oh, hell yeah, with we the next story, sir. That's like, get my phone out. Let's do it. Colin Campbell over at Polygon writes, A PlayStation wrap-up breaks down your playtime for 2019. Now you can find out how much time you spent on your PlayStation 4 last year. Sony has posted a fun online tool that creates an infographic of PlayStation users' gaming time. The, the tool churns out the top three games you played in 2019 and how much time you spent on them. You can also find out how much time you spent gaming overall, how many days you played, how many trophies you earned, and the time of the week you're most likely to be on your PlayStation. The tool will also log hours spent on your Vita if you're still using the PlayStation Portable. Kyle? Yeah. I have my phone out with the stats. I have have mine screenshotted. Okay, cool. Well, same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I may be missing a thing or two because I like to edit the screenshot. Like to make it a little fancy. Uh, I have played in 2019 on uh-huh. my PlayStation Quadruple 47 games. Ooh, I got you. Beat. Different games. Okay, what? How many do you get? How many 65. You get? Ooh. I think more. to be you know fair, most means. of that is probably from Extra Life. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because we use our console for Extra Life. Yeah, and yeah, you play a lot. You we we did play a lot of games. Yeah. What was your top three games? So here's where the glitches start, because okay. I don't believe this at all. I believe the first one. My first one is Borderlands 3, uh, 121 hours. Uh, number two is Death Stranding at 44. And mm-hmm. number three is uh, Jedi Fallen Order at 30. And the okay. reason why I say it's gl- I feel like this is glitched yeah. is because I put way more t- time into MLB The Show and NBA 2K20 I just feel like, and I play NBA 2K20 with yeah. the full minute quarters. Yeah. So like 12, uh, 12 minute quarters, uh, four quarters each. That is 48 minutes each game. I played most of a season. There's no way that I played less than 30 hours of NBA for it to not make this list. Yeah. Yeah. Something's okay. off. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people were like reporting that like their game time was glitched. Oh, mine is 100% glitched. Yeah, like, I think you had, like, a quarter of the year itself. (laughs) (laughs) So my top three games was, can you guess them? Uh, Yes, I can, probably. Um, Go for it. Ooh, maybe I can't, because you play over on that Xbox. Um, Who who says that? I'd like to stamp this rumor out. It's nonsense. uh, I I don't know. I don't think you put enough time into Borderlands. I'll say Death Stranding is one of them. Okay. I will say I'll say Apex. Okay. And number 3 I'll say Jedi. Ooh, okay. So, here it is. Fortnite 
Uh, number one. I couldn't now, remember if that was Xbox or PlayStation. Is where you here's play. oh, always PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Crossplay, baby. Here's the reason. Okay, Fortnite. I was just like, oh, I played it a bit in January, but when Apex came out, I was on my Apex bullshit. But then I remember, yeah, there was times where I wanted to get some easy victory royale, so I played with the Nintendo Guru Bobby himself, and I'd be like, okay, I'm just. It's kind of like. When you're playing with Switch people, it's kind of like if Alex Rodriguez went to a, a little bit kid's like t-ball game and just started wrecking shop. You know, what which I mean? is already unfair. But then it's you have the un- steroid yeah. thing on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he kept on sliding into kids' shins, which is <laughs> even when he hit home run after home run, he just every kid he saw, he slid right into him. Uh, and the second is Apex. With sorry. Fortnite, 137 hours. Shocker. Apex Legends, 110. This is where I I didn't know I played that much Apex because this is the game that I actually played the most. Transparency is honesty. Uh, on Xbox yeah. with Luke Lord because he doesn't want he oh my my PlayStation's in my bedroom for the love of my life Hillary <laughs> yeah we got a dog it barks every fucking minute yeah so like that's that's something 110 hours on PlayStation but I'm ready to get back into it I really am like I'm I'm getting there and then the third one is the one that I think is bullshit okay uh huh the Division two oh 74 hours. Ooh. Okay. Right? That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Okay. You played in the Division Beta, correct? Does you think that counted? Does the beta hours go over? Who knows? That yeah. could be something. That could that could work. always Okay. Still, I think it would be Death Stranding cuz I put like 66 hours into Death Stranding. Yeah. I wrote Which again, another yeah. time that is shocking to me. Cause, mm-hmm. like I I beat Death Stranding. I I don't think it's possible in forty four hours. <laughs> I don't. know. It's true. And like I spent a solid eight hour chunk making the zip lines from one end to the other. That end. is true. So that I don't know. True. There's something weird there. I don't know. Road to greatness. Watch that. Uh, clocked in nine hundred and sixty nine. What's up, ladies? Hours of gameplay. Yeah, so here's where things are screwed here's up. Here's where things get fucked up. Because this happened to me last year, because they also uh-huh. did this um, playtime thing last year. Sure. And it, it happened, same thing. Yeah. Apparently, I have clocked in 2,425 hours of gameplay. Uh, Damn. B- mind-boggling. I don't yeah. think that is true at all. Yeah. Um. So what I think it's counting, well, just from, like, optically like if my top uh-huh. three games are 121 hours 44 and then 30 yeah i don't think i out of the other 62 games that i've played mm-hmm. i don't think that will equal up to 2000 hours played if i did the yeah. math yeah i just don't think that would work out that yeah way. none of these metrics work after this because for me it says 265 days i i played at least maybe logged on 881 hours played locally, mm-hmm. 28 hours on PSVR, may it live, and then 88 hours online. But Apex is already more than that. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's weird. So what you I think what? I what I think it does for me 
is yeah. either I'm a I'm a big uh, suspend the game in the background and leave Maybe it there for a couple it. days. Also, that, like, oh. is it tracking YouTube and streaming services? Because I watch a lot of Critical Role. I think I think that's what it is. I think you said it. You broke the code. It's the game suspension. When you have the the, the console asleep, it's probably still tracking that data. Mm. There you go. We figured it out. We figured it out. Shoe, get us hired, man. We got this. We got. We fixed this game. So with that, that's that's our ranking again. Uh, let do you have us the trophies know. up, by the way. We are the trophy room. How many trophies I mean, do you get? Can we even trust the trophy count, though? Uh, mine's pretty accurate. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's actually. Yeah, let's fight. How many bronze trophies did you get? Uh, three hundred and seventy-nine. Eat shit. Four hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry, that was really... <laughs> How many silvers did you get? <laughs> 76. 91 each. How? I have, I, I have 26 gold. This. I have 32 gold. And I have five platinums. I have four. You can take the platinums. I platinum Bloodborne. <laughs> Which... That is mind-boggling. I have more platinums than you, but you have more trophies than me in all the other categories. Something's oh, but probably Fortnite doesn't have a platinum, does it? No. You probably have trophies in, in Fortnite. Do they no, have trophies in Fortnite? No, only Save the World mode does. Not uh, in the okay. Battle Royale. You saw they gave Ninja a skin? I did. You know, this is what I get for trying to bring diversity into the show. I shouldn't have never let patches plays into this podcast we should never stream with women because oh no stop that's full what... stop <laughs> full stop don't that's, you dare. or else i probably get a skin don't Fucking let ninja. this be to your anniversary and we're done yeah, like... you're right. You're right. Uh-huh. hey kyle and the audience live and in your cars wherever you are workstations are you holding on to something hopefully your desk grew the wheel i don't know because <clears throat> prepare the drop each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. The problem is that there are way too many awesome games to list. So, each co-host picks one game that they're super pumped about. This week... It's actually pretty weak. You know? Kyle, why are you laughing there, Because <laughs> I read Luke in the chat uh-huh. say, Do the Sekiro voice, it's an anniversary. And then it's Tim was like, yes. Uh, I don't I don't know what to say. I don't condone it. First off, all right, Dragon Ball Z Carrot Cake came out, or is coming out. I've, I, I, I lined that up for you, and you didn't take it. No. I picked the Darwin <clears throat> Project. The Darwin Project is an outdoor futuristic battle royale-style deathmatch with a strong emphasis of hunting, trapping, and survival. Not only will you be pitted against the fiercest rivals, but you'll be com- you will compete for the favor of an all-seeing show director. This game's cool. This was on the Xbox conference, and then nobody played it because it was on the Xbox conference. So now that it's on PlayStation, I think it is free to play. I'm gonna give this a go. I would love to play with you, Joe. Yeah, this is the one it, battle royale game that I saw was on Xbox that I was real upset it was on PlayStation. It yeah. reminds me of the Hunger Games because yeah. it has like the show director thing that can influence the map and the players that are playing. It sounds super cool. Yeah, 
Also, can we give a shout? I'm sorry. You you do you do your show uh, your your game. Uh, sure. My pick isn't flashy. Uh, it, it's a game called Gravity Error. Uh, mm. Gravity Error is a 2D puzzle platformer about changing gravity. Guide Force in his quest seeking emotional stableness and a set of levels and avoid being crushed. Solve the puzzles in multiple creative ways. So the reason why I did not take Dragon Ball. Just, uh-huh. I'm just not a fan of Dragon Ball, so I thought it would be a little mm. incredulous for me to pick something that I'm not okay. a fan of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tim Off says I want Joe to do my voicemail <laughs> greeting. Damn it! I said I want to read the, the chat, but that's great. Um, I'm surprised you didn't choose Atelier Dusk Trilogy Deluxe Pack. Nah. Now you might say, "What is Atelier Dusk Trilogy?" Um, if you're thinking it's a J. RPG with girls that look way too underage and not wearing enough clothing, right on the money. And yeah. there's like eight of them that came out today. Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? What yeah. the hell is going on here? And then we have Metsitsu Pure Station. Mm-hmm. You think they can't even get younger? They can. And it's frightening. It's frightening. Man, gee, RPGs are weird. Kyle? <laughs> We yeah. get into possibly my favorite segment of the show. Yeah. So before we steal Andrew House's mail, I do have some announcements for the future of the Trophy Room going into 2020. So first and foremost, thank you. It's our birthday today, and you're all here enjoying the show. And I just, I, there's no words. When you first start a podcast, you don't think anybody's going to listen. And to see how far we've come and how many people have joined us along the journey it means so much to me and Kyle. Thank you all so much. And just recently, I've had people approach me going, you know, I've listened to podcast A, podcast B, and I come to you guys because you guys are genuinely just so positive, so inclusive, and so amazing. And so thank you so much. Those words, again, no no amount of thank yous. I'm so grateful to have you guys and gals with me. And today... We got some announcements. We showed you the new intro just in the beginning, and now we got some new stuff for you as well. So back in October, we uh, slowly launched or soft launched the Patreon over at patreon.com slash badbit. And we have some changes in some new shows that we're going to give to you. So let's talk about the road to greatness. Now, you listen to a lot of podcasts out there, and every time there's a new game, it seems like everybody doesn't know how to tackle it, or what even to give a score of, or to give a score at all. To me, talking about a game deserves more than just 10 or 15 minutes on a podcast. It should be an honest-to-God conversations of people that enjoy the genre, coming together and discussing said game. So in particular, what we want to do with The Road to Greatness is have it a roundtable discussion where we're bringing guests in each and every time there's a new game release and just talking about that game in depth. We feel that that makes a whole lot more sense than to give you something that's long and drawn out. And so that is The Road to Greatness and it's for patrons exclusively over the $3 and up tier next is our new show top tier a video game ranking show listen it's the internet we know of watch mojo we know all the top 10 lists and the top five lists they're fun they're stupid they're brainless well let's get passionate about it though me and kyle will go head to head each and every month to make the best worst 
top five list ever made. This month, we are joined by Sean Capri, the judge, the jury, and the person that will name each and every game on our top five list as me and Kyle compete to be the best on the list. We are doing this month again with Sean Capri, and we are going to make the five launch titles for the PlayStation 5. Yes, things are going to get crazy, and I am definitely going to get angry. So that is for our patrons, $5 and up. You can listen to the pilot as soon as this episode lands. So there's that. Uh, Patrons will get the show the first week of every month, and everyone else will get it at the last week of every month. So that is top tier. Last but not leastly, we're going to talk about our silver tier, and then I'm done with Patreon, I promise you. Uh, Our silver patrons, $7 and up, you get the shout-outs on the show each and every week. We will start the filibuster with you all who support us at the $7 tier and up. And then last but not leastly, the last change to Patreon is our silver plus tier. That's our $15 tier, where every single month, me and Kyle get together to give you a small, condensed, personal podcast for our way of saying thank you. And again, all this goes to helping making the show better, whether that is new equipment, new mics, new software, new editing software. I mean, I'm still working off free stuff that I can get. I'm still editing videos on iMovie, if that's any indication on how we need to get better in a production standpoint. So again, if we ever got you through a hard time, your daily commute, your work, Whatever the case may be, it really does help us out if you throw a dollar our way. And so there you go. There you have it. That's my big Patreon pitch for the year. Everybody, let's get back to the show. Let's get into Andrew House's snail mail. Now, you know, Kyle, each and every week, you can send your questions into the trophy room a multitude of ways. You can come to the Badbit Discord server. You can ask your questions there. We'll put them on the show. You could write to us, tweet at us, at PS Trophy Room. Follow us, please. It helps us out a lot. You can tweet us a little question. Or what I can do and what I get my rocks off doing is you write, pen a letter to Andrew House, and then I'll come over there and I'll steal the mail by myself. And you know what? Sometimes I do a little bit more than just steal and burglarize. Sometimes I also terrorize. It's it's it leans more eighty twenty towards terrorize. Honestly, it's sadistic. Sometimes you go there and you forget to bring the mail back with you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just drenched in blood. You're like, whose blood? And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. This week again, I flew into the chimney. Um, I turned off my targeting computer. I dove right in, did a barrel roll because, as you know, as long as you barrel roll, you'll stick the landing. I took the mail. I jolted out of the house, and what I did was I actually battery rammed myself through the door, broke it off the hinges. Not my problem, and I leapt over the gate. And this week. We got four people writing in. We got five questions. So let's start with Joshua Miller, who writes in saying this. Assuming the rumors of the PlayStation 5 being backwards compatible with all previous gens is true, do you think PS Now will allow downloads for all games as opposed to just the PlayStation 4 and PS2 classic games? Kyle, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, I would love if that was the case. Just make it uniform no matter what console is your preference. Sure. Um, 
I feel like it might get tricky there with the PS3 games, uh-huh. mm-hmm. just because of that stupid cell processor. I don't know if downloading it will make it any difficult to run. Yeah. Um, but like as far as like if they go back to PS1 games, I think that would probably be the best option is to just download them. I think when the PlayStation 5 gets announced and gets revealed that there is an option to both stream it and download it. I really do think that is something that needs to be it needs to be there. I think you should be able to download every game on your PlayStation 5 no if ands or buts about it. So I think that this feature is definitely going to happen. I definitely think it's going to be a part of the PlayStation Now or integrated into PlayStation Now. And yeah, I think you'll be able to download all the games because if you're yeah. not that's that's stupid. Yeah. It really is. So, yeah. The Bat Child himself, Stephen Fontana, writes and he asks, "Do you think with both next gen consoles being backwards compatible, <gasps> I sense a theme, could we or sorry, we could see servers from last generation PlayStation 3 and 360 games can be turned back on, question mark. The next gen can breathe new life into older games. And PlayStation 3 and 360 generation uh, sort of started the whole online multiplayer craze. Yeah. So, Kyle. Joe. What do you think? Are we going to get our Uncharted 3 um, multiplayer servers back on? Warhawks coming back, Kyle. Mag, Mag. Um, the world changing Mag's coming back. I don't think so. I think from a cost standpoint, I don't think that that makes much sense. Mm. Um, here's a question for for you, and since we're doing mm-hmm. this live, the chat can answer as well. But like the 360 games that are backwards compatible on the one that have yeah. that component that where their servers are gone, are they yeah. back up? Or is it just single player no. for those stuff? No, they're they're off. Okay, so I, yeah. I think that would probably probably be the norm where they stay yeah. off. Because I, I remember like there was a whole like immemorial for like Halo Two and uh, mm. Halo Three. I think gotcha. there's like even a petition, and like Microsoft's like, nah, fam. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it means that these games are gonna have any new breath of life in them. I think the the games that work work right now. And I think you see that, like, Master Chief Collection is the whole catalog of, of Halo in one game. New engine and everything, and, and people seem to love it there. You know what I mean? So when it comes to multiplayer games, like, I would love to see Red Dead Redemption. I think those servers are still back up. I think you could see an improvement from there of, like, people jumping back into those games. So mm-hmm. I think the games that still have servers working, they're going to last a bit longer, but even then, when I think of Red Dead, I think of 2K pulling the plug so that you're going back into Red Dead 2 and buying all that gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the next two questions comes from the most famous Seamus himself, and he writes in with this. How many exclusives do you think the PlayStation 5 should have at launch? Kyle, I think a good five, because that's what we're doing a show on later. Yeah, let's go with five. Yeah. Kyle, I'm going to be honest. What? <laughs> I texted Kyle, guys. I said, I was being real cryptic. I said something along the lines, and you didn't answer. You, you did the smart play. You just ignored me. And uh, I said, let me see. Let me see. This is One second. Oh, yeah, I said, tell me, Kyle. Do you believe in a higher power? A god, perhaps? <laughs> And Kyle just, 
Kyle ignored it. I, I want to answer that question, Kyle. Do you believe in a higher power? I, I, I yes, I do. Uh, after, after the first episode of Top Tier, you will believe that the devil exists. <laughs> Man, I'm so you've excited been podcasting for... with him the whole time. <laughs> I'm so excited for everyone to hear what that show is going to be because oh, I still man. am not fully understanding what the <laughs> criteria of these games shall be, but you'll find out soon. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, God. The Doomarine is a guest on the trophy room. What questions do you guys ask him? Does it smell? Do you throw up in the, the, the suit because of all the gore and guts? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how heavy is that chainsaw? Um, have you ever shot yourself by accident? <laughs> it's true. If okay, so the, the the doom guy is a guest on the trophy room. Yeah, right. We're all thinking it. You you take a nap. How's that? How does that work? Yeah, that's. You fair. ever take the armor off? Yeah. Spend a weekend with the kids. Sure. Do you have how pajamas do, that you wear over the armor? How do you add the armor that you pick up to your existing armor? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a brother or sister? Do they what approve your parents... of your occupation? That's what I was about to say. Do your parents approve of what you do? I would hope so. You're fighting demons. You yeah. know? I'm not a fan of demons. You know? Are you parents in love with religious. a demon? Ooh. Have you met, ever met a demon that you didn't want to kill? Is she trapped in hell just like that, um, oh God, that Robin Williams movie where he goes to heaven, but his wife's in hell and he's trying to save her? I don't, that, I, my mind is blank. I don't get that I think, reference. I think that, that's a movie somewhere, someone <laughs> down below. I remember watching that as a kid, and that's how I learned about mortality. It didn't freak me out one bit. <laughs> uh, see, Nasty Boots writes in, with the whole hullabaloo of Xbox not having exclusives, do you think it will kick off, uh, oh, do you think, he, I don't know what type of English, Nasty I'm sorry, Nasty Boots is on here. Do you think that there will be PlayStation 4 games that are cross-gen with, with PlayStation 5, like exclusive games? Do you think PlayStation's going to do the same thing? Yeah, like, so the games are, are also coming out on PS4 and PS5? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I we'll th- get I, a Ghost version, PS5 yes. version of Ghost. I think we'll get a PS5 version of Last of Us. Yeah. PS5 but don't version expect, of like, the order. Yeah, don't expect the Order 1886. Though. No. You know? No, no, no. Like, yeah, nah. that... Now, but I I do expect that you're going to be able to play all the whole back backlog of uh, PS4, no doubt. Yeah, because they want to make sure that that remember when Jim Ryan's like we want that adoption rate high. That's because he wants the he wants the ecosystem to be seamless. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's what we got. And with that, don't worry, chat. We're going to get to you in a sec. We'll answer all your questions. But that has been the trophy room a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to pimp out before you go? As always, I'd like to pimp out myself. Who that ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Um, you can find my show all about the kind of funny community at BFS talk funny on Twitter and best friends talk funny, wherever you listen to podcast services. I have a, a new thing that I'm doing soon that will be uh, coming out very, uh, maybe in the next couple weeks or so. Um, it's D&D inspired, so if you like oh, D&D, boy. look out for that. And uh, if you're in the New York area, check out Kind of NYC. 
You can check the show out on PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your RSS feed, except for SoundCloud, but please help us out on Patreon, then we'll get there. And yeah, and there you go. There you have it. And you can follow us here at Bad Bit Games on YouTube as well, where we'll talk more than just PlayStation, but who cares about all that? So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.